So we're kind of rolling up to a stop sign and he sort of stops a little bit more abruptly and I can feel the brake pedal pushing all the way down to the floor and he whips his head around over his right shoulder and he looks at me and he locks eyes with me and I can still in my mind's eye see his bloodshot kind of intense look. It's clear that this question has unearthed some deep, profound experience for him that has been so important, so formative that it really, he didn't have to think. (laughs) He didn't have to think when I said, offer me some wisdom. He knew immediately where he was going. And he just, his gaze locks on mine and he says, if you're with a woman, never let her have your children or they will turn into a weapon that she will use against you for the rest of your life. Hey, it's Justin Harvey. Thanks for tuning in to the Anesthesia and Pain Management Success Podcast. With APM Success, we take a close look at important topics pertaining to business, practice management, personal finance, and careers for anesthesiologists and pain management physicians. We work hard to take your critical questions straight to the experts. Thanks for listening. The year is 2011. I am on my way home from what was my, at the time, second company Christmas party. It was a very swanky event. At the time, I worked for a wealth management firm in Center City, Philadelphia, a firm that did very advanced planning and tax strategies and estate strategies and investment management due diligence for mega, mega millionaires, 10 and 100 millionaires and a billionaire family or two. And I was in a yellow cab taxi, taking this taxi home back to my place in South Philly. And, uh, you know, at a company event where the the company serves this type of clientele, the the taxi fare is included. So I'm expensing my taxi, feeling like a million bucks myself, even as a (laughs) a very lowly quasi-recent finance grad. So I'm in the taxi. And as sometimes happens for anyone who's perhaps old enough to have ridden in an actual yellow cab taxi somewhere in urban America, uh, the cabbie is kind of chatty starts chatting it up and I'm really enjoying the repartee with this guy named Amir. And he's just telling me about his life and about the city and about his perspectives. And I, as some listeners from the show have probably gleaned over the years, as this is episode 158, I love talking to people. I love learning from others. And especially people who have different perspectives. I love just trying to get in their head, walk a mile in their shoes and understand how they see the world. So I asked Amir, I said, you're a guy who's seen a lot. You've lived a lot of years and I'm sure you've you know, had some experiences that have really formed the way you see the world. Why don't you just you know, tell me something? Like, What's some wisdom that you wish you had as a 24-year-old? And let me tell you, good thing I was buckled up because I was not prepared. <laughs> I was not prepared for what ensued. So we're kind of rolling up to a stop sign and he sort of stops a little bit more abruptly and I can feel the brake pedal pushing all the way down to the floor and he whips his head around over his right shoulder and he looks at me and he locks eyes with me and I can still in my mind's eye see his bloodshot kind of intense look. It's clear that this question has unearthed some deep, profound experience for him that has been so important, so formative that it really, he didn't have to think. He didn't have to think when I said, offer me some wisdom. He knew immediately where he was going. And he just, his gaze locks on mine and he says, if you're with a woman, 
Never let her have your children or they will turn into a weapon that she will use against you for the rest of your life. Whoa. <laughs> so I'm like in shell shock in the backseat. I was like, uh, okay. Yep. Oh man, I, I hate it when those kids get weaponized. Needless to say, as a 24-year-old, I had no context for what the heck <laughs> just happened. In the in the years since then, the intervening years, I I mean, thankfully, I, I don't <laughs> I don't have firsthand experience with this guy's challenges. But it's clear that when you go through hard things, or even if you go through awesome things, you can have these dogmatic perspectives that will under no circumstances be questioned. I dare say that there is nothing that I could have said to this guy to convince him that having kids was a good idea because kids are leverage for a future partner to just put the screws to you. And needless to say, that wasn't really how I wanted to see the world and wasn't a perspective that I wanted to replicate. However, it does a really good job of reinforcing what we're gonna talk about today, which is humans have experiences, which, for better or worse, deeply mold and form us and go a long way towards forming the perspectives that we have that are going to carry us through the rest of our lives. This is true in good ways with an awesome investment, a great relationship, things that go really well in your career, and also in bad ways with trauma and neglect and investments that go south and relationships that turn sour. So I wanna reference a really useful resource today called The Psychology of Money. It's this book by Morgan Housel. I've talked a little bit about it on the past, in the past. It's it's a book that's designed to unpack the some of the dogmas, the predispositions, the logical fallacies, the irrationalities that often plague humans as they try to build wealth, as they try to make good career decisions, as they try to save and grow their money and ultimately move towards financial independence. This is a book that does a good job of parsing where circumstances have inappropriately given people a certain idea about how the world works. And it helps to deconstruct that and say, no, here's what you need to think. Here's how you need to approach this problem. And I found this really useful because these kind of dogmas, these ideas, these preconceived notions are things that I'm frequently having to deconstruct or rewire or in some ways address with clients and friends. And I mean, anybody who's a human has these kinds of preconceived notions. Some of them are good. Some of them are constructive. Some of them aren't. For example, I always buy American stocks. Sometimes good, sometimes not. In the last 10 years, sure, it's been awesome. There have been times when international has outperformed. By the way, nothing that follows or anything that has preceded should be investment advice. <laughs> Please talk only to your qualified investment advisor about any decisions you have to make regarding your portfolio. But I've also heard from friends, I just inherited some J&J &J stock from my grandparents and that stock was good enough for granddaddy and it was good enough for my daddy, so it's good enough for me. And I'm, ta I'm you know, talking to my friend who has a couple hundred grand in J&J &J and thinking, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe you're right, but depending on when you're gonna need this money and depending on what's going on with J&J &J right now, maybe a more diversified approach could be a good idea, maybe. I've heard people, you know, again, because of their family context, they say, I will never buy a new car. My, uh, my parents always bought that car that was three years old, right when the depreciation curve had the, you know, the most value knocked off the price and there was still the most bang for the buck. And so that's where we got the, the best value. And 
And that's fine. I'm not here to say that that's wrong, but I have clients who are in their 30s, their 40s and 50s who continue to buy cars that way because they have early experiences about how their parents did things that was very formative, very constructive. Sometimes I other circumstances where it's like, I've heard people say, gold will never go to zero. I've invested in companies that went bankrupt, other business deals that went south, but I've never seen a bar of gold that's worthless. And so that they use that as a thesis to buy as much gold as possible. You know, again, that's another dogma that needs to be evaluated and analyzed critically in light of wisdom from other perspectives. Another one that I've heard is, if you can't physically touch it, if you can't walk around in it, you shouldn't invest in it. In other words, real estate is the way to build wealth. And by the way, real estate is an awesome wealth building mechanism, especially for physicians. There's a lot of tax benefits taking depreciation expense in order to offset high income in any given year is super helpful when you're in top tax bracket. So real estate definitely has its place, but to say, I'm not going to invest in anything else because I'm only going to invest in real estate. That is a dogmatic approach to investing that again, deserves some critical analysis. One final one. I had a client say, my father reads the Wall Street Journal every day. And whenever he reads it, he makes two or three stock bets. And my father is, you know, worth $9 million and it was good enough for him. So it's good enough for me. I'm going to read the Wall Street Journal every day. I'm going to pick two new stocks based on what I read. And I'm going to use that as my way to build wealth. I'm not here to say that that isn't the answer, but I would definitely say picking one or two stocks at random based on an article that you read, you're not the first one to the game. You're competing against algorithms and hedge funds and dark money pools and <laughs> companies with more money than you can shake a fist at that have the, you know, Wall Street hooked up into their mainframe and they're tracing, placing trades at, you know, millions of transactions every second. So is that someone you want to compete against when you're going to read the Wall Street Journal and then Google something and then get in your Scott Trade account and then buy a few shares thinking you're going to outsmart somebody? I mean... You can probably tell from the tone that I'm using that I don't think that's the best approach, but these are approaches that people take and they take these approaches because of experiences in their lives that have formed the way they see the world. And they're convinced that this dogma is the best, or at least one of the best ways to get ahead. One of the best ways to build wealth. So here's the bottom line. I strongly advise everyone to think critically, to think about what are the, you know, the bedrock opinions, perspectives in your life? From whence did they come? And how open are you to sort of critically examining them, especially when it comes to investments and finances and like, even the way that finances and relationships interact, there's, that's a locus of a lot of friction and a lot of tension, especially in a household with spouses where there's money decisions being made. Often there can be a difference in opinion, a difference in background between spouses that goes a long way towards defining we're having problems with our money. And it's because of this difference in perspective resulting from XYZ childhood experience or family experience or deeply, deeply held belief based on this early thing that happened to me. So this is a great opportunity to think critically. What are those experiences that have shaped your opinions and are they valid? Let's look at it from all different angles. So this book, The Psychology of Money, I highly recommend. apmsuccess.com slash 158. I will link to this book. But in addition, for our loyal listeners, I want to throw out an extra special little nugget here. I have a special offer associated with today's episode. I want to give something away to the first three listeners who want to leave a review on this show on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. I'm eager to continue to build reviews in Spotify, in Apple, iTunes. So 
If you've been a listener to the show and you like what you hear, would love for you to leave a review. If you want to screenshot that review and send it to me, justin at apmsuccess.com, I will send you personally a copy of The Psychology of Money for your own edification so that you can read it and be smarter and be better and build wealth faster than your peers. Thank you in advance for taking the time to do that. Again, um, Spotify, iTunes, leave a review, take a screenshot, send it to me. I will send you a copy of The Psychology of Money if you just send me your preferred mailing address. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of APM Success. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. If you liked what you heard this week, head on over to apmsuccess.com where you can find more content and free resources to help you build a successful career in anesthesia and pain management. If you wanted to leave a review in iTunes, I'd also really appreciate it. Thanks for using some of your valuable time to join me today on APM Success.